All right, everybody. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but we're going to switch to audio only for the time being. Um, it's live broadcasting, you know, sometimes you just got to improvise. Anyway, what a wild ending to the final AEW pay-per-view of 2023. What do you think, Maverick Jude? Um, it was kind of awesome. It was kind of awesome? Kind of. Just kind of? Yeah. Dang. Because Adam Cole didn't do anything. Yeah, he was, he's the leader. Most of the times, leaders don't have to do anything. That's why they got their minions. All right, let's explain to the listeners. So the pay-per-view ends. We'll do it a little backwards this time. Normally, I do start to finish, but we'll, we'll start off with the craziest news first. Um, so in the main event of the evening, Samoa Joe ended world champion MJF's historic title reign by choking him out, which, as you've seen, if you were following my TikTok, I've posted by now, by the time this goes out, rather, I've posted the reaction video, um, not only to, for me and Maverick, in regards to Joe choking out MJF, but also with what happened afterwards, um, which kind of knew what was going to happen if you've been following along AEW TV, and right before the reintroductions for the main event, Adam Cole just happens to come out after not being on TV at all for the last, I don't know, to, since All In. I think, or the pay-per-view after All In. Whenever it was, that, yeah, that Adam Cole, maybe it was Grand Slam, when Adam Cole showed up to help MJF, and we all thought he was going to turn on him that time. Nope. So anyway, so Cole was in MJF's corner. Joe chokes MJF out. Joe grabs the title, celebrates for a quick second, and then leaves the ring, which, okay, that's second red flag. Like, huh, win a world title, you might want to celebrate for a bit, you know, and... In typical AEW pay-per-view fashion, you know, we didn't see the copyright watermark at the at the end. Um, so we knew something was up. Then Adam Cole gets in the ring. You know, the crowd's chanting BS, BS. Not the letters either. The Long Island hometown crowd of MJF. Um, and then Cole gets in the ring to console MJF, who is pretty emotional. Um, I mean, think about it. The guy released that amazing Players Tribune article, which if you haven't read it, definitely go hunt it down, check it out. It is a beautiful love letter to professional wrestling. Um, I personally myself have read it about three times. It's just, it's great. Um, Just details the struggles MJF's gone through as world champion, you know, as a Jewish professional wrestler, um, just good stuff. Um, The man's had to deal with the emotions of that. He's had, he's banged up. He's been banged up for a while. You know, he's just got his hands in a whole bunch of different things right now. Um, so the guy was emotional. So, you know, while Cole was consoling MJF, um, the four of the masked men show up. But mysteriously, there's no devil, which, third red flag, kind of weird. Um, did you know something was up, buddy, when it was just the four guys? And um, What do you mean? Did you think something was up? Like, did you think Adam Cole was going to turn on MJF at that time? Or no? Yeah. You did? See, even the little guy knew. And so, yeah, the the masked guys got in the ring. Um, Yeah, keep in mind, Cole was on crutches. So Cole went to hit them with a crutch. MJF shoved Cole back and was like, no, I'll take care of this. MJF gets immediately jumped by the four dudes. And um, one of the masked dudes grabs Cole, and he's, like, restraining Cole. Um, Two of the masked dudes are restraining MJF. And then the fourth one grabbed a chair and was about to hit Cole. Of course, MJF was like, no, hit me, hit me. But the masked dude with a chair was about to hit Cole. And then, of course, lights go out. And in one of the best twists in professional wrestling today, 
this was so good. I, I legit, I got chills and I hope the video did it justice or the TikTok did it justice because this was just, like I keep saying, it's one of those times where professional wrestling being predictable is awesome um, because when the lights came back on, Adam Cole was sitting in the chair facing MJF and the four mass dudes were just standing very stoically right behind Cole. It was awesome. It was so awesome. And Cole just had this like emotionless look on his face as he's just staring daggers into MJF. And then as Cole staring at MJF, the four masked men finally reveal themselves to be the kingdom, Roderick Strong and Wardlow. Fantastic. And then, yes. I, I still, I've still been asking you this like forever now. What? Who are the guys that revealed their mask? I don't know who they, they are. They were, and I explained this to you in the car, buddy. They were the four masked guys that keep jumping everybody. They're Adam Cole's real friends. Oh. So it was all a trick against MJF. Oh. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, sometimes, like, a lot of people, more than a lot of people, complain about wrestling being predictable. This is one of those times where the plan was executed to what we expected it to be, but it was executed to perfection. And I am hyped to watch the the media scrum. Of course, there's uh, probably some things that are going to be asked about that probably won't be answered. If you know, if you've been on Twitter or any wrestling social media at all today, you know. I'm not going to discuss it because I feel like it takes away, or discuss it at length rather, just because I feel like it takes away from how good of a show this was. And granted, it wasn't AEW's best pay-per-view of the year, but definitely worth my money for sure. Um, So yeah, we had a new world champion in Samoa Joe, who I think he's going to be a fantastic world champion. Um, Props to Joe. He never won the world title in WWE, which was a travesty we can get to in another episode. Um, But seeing him at least win one world title before he retires is awesome, being a Samoa Joe fan. Um, So good main event there. Um, Before that, we had the finals of the Continental Classic, which, in in a brilliant move by Tony Khan, in my opinion, um, he uploaded the entirety of the Classic, all the matches. He uploaded them on YouTube and all the backstage segments that are in between them. Um, So if you want to catch up on those, I definitely recommend doing so. If you're just a fan of pro wrestling in general, it doesn't matter what side you're on. If you just like awesome pro wrestling like I do and like Mav does, definitely check this out on YouTube leading up to the finals here. Um, Eddie Kingston shocked the world, finally defeated John Moxley to win the AEW Continental Championship, but also retain his New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong title and the ROH World title. Going into this tournament, I th- I was completely certain, like a lot of people, that Kingston was going to lose the titles. I just figured, like, oh, this is, quote-unquote, a cheap way for him to drop them but still look strong, if you will. Um, so I was shocked. And then when I saw the finals are going to be Mox and Kingston, I was like, okay, he has a shot. Really good match by these two. Uh, this would be my pick for second-best match of the night. Now, the match before this is my pick for match of the night, which was the no-DQ match for the TNT Championship. Going into the match, defending champion Christian Cage taking on his former lifelong best friend, Adam Copeland. Um, this match was awesome. It was everything that we would that we hoped it would be. Um, it was essentially like a TLC match, which going in, I, I was hoping. I was like, come on, we got to see these two guys in, in one more TLC match of some kind. 
before they're both done. Um, and that's what it was. You know, we had we had chairs, we had tables, we had a ladder at one point. We even, in a callback to WrestleMania 22, we had a flaming table. Um, the spot didn't go too well, but the execution and the thought behind it was awesome. Um, Edge went to powerbomb Nick Wayne off the apron through the table, but Edge overshot it, and it looked more like Nick Wayne slid off the flaming table and bounced his head off the off the ground than anything. Um, but like I said, the thought was cool. Um, in a spot that shocked me, probably the second most shocking thing of the night, um, Copeland ended up defeating Christian to win the TNT title, which, of course, okay, awesome, but... Earlier in the night, during the Zero Hour pre-show, we had Killswitch, FKA Luchasaurus, winning the Battle Royale to earn a TNT title, quote-unquote, at any time, any place that he chooses. Kind of like Money in the Bank. See the parallels I'm drawing here? So, of course, right after the match, Killswitch got in the ring, he beat up Edge, but then, in the twist I didn't see coming, that I'm kicking myself right now because I feel like I should have, um... Christian Cage talked Killswitch into handing him the contract. Christian then signed the contract, gave it to the referee, refereeing the bell. Christian hit Edge with the, I'm sorry, hit Adam Copeland with a spear. Got the one, two, three, and Christian won his title back. The way they're building Christian as a heel here was brilliant. Uh, it was just like old school Ted DiBiase. So it was, it was great. I loved it. Um, of course, everybody hated it because the good guy didn't win, but... I thought it was great. Um, it's it's going to make that moment when Adam Copeland finally beats Christian all that much sweeter. So good stuff there. Um, after that, we also had TBS champion Julia Hart retaining against Abaddon. Um, props to Abaddon for getting a pay-per-view spot there, a pretty prominent one. Um, it was in the latter half of the show, so um, good stuff there. Um, we had Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Sting and Darby Allen defeating Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and the Don Callis family being Powerhouse Hobbs and Kinosuke Takeshita. That pause in there was because, again, if you know, you know. It was just a little a little hard to talk about. Um, the match itself was, I'll say, hijacked. Um, that's all I'll say there. Good stuff by the good guys. Um, before that, we were supposed to have Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee announced on Twitter that he's been battling this injury since like a year ago, and he just couldn't get cleared for the match. Um, so we had Dustin Rhodes step in against Swerve. Of course, everybody knew Swerve was going to win. Um, the angle was interesting with Swerve taking out the leg of, of Rhodes before the match. Swerve ended up defeating him, and that was just kind of that, making Swerve look good. Um, we had Before that, we had the women's world champion, Tony Storm, retaining against Riho. Um, building more of the Mariah May stuff. Uh, Mariah came out after the match, and dumped a bunch of roses on Tony Storm to celebrate. Um, so obviously those two are going to go at it at some point, um, probably sooner rather than later. Um, the second match of the main card in what a lot of people were calling a loser leaves AW to WWE match, uh, Miro defeated Andrade El Idolo. Um, a report came out earlier basically stating that this is expected to be Andrade's last night in AEW and that he's expected to return to WWE at any time now, um, likely being the day one episode of Raw coming on Monday. So stay tuned on that one. And then the main card opener, which I thought was, was a really good match to start off, got the crowd nice and hot and ready. We had Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, 
Mark Briscoe and Daniel Garcia defeating the team of Jay Lethal, Jay White, Roosh, and Brody King. I had to remember there were two eight-man tags, and I, I got <laughs> I got confused for a minute as to who was in each one. Um, this was like a Continental Classic sort of like feature or so, sort of like appetizer, if you will. Um, it was pretty much the remaining guys who weren't in the finals. Um, it was one of those matches where everything – it's like an indie tag match. Everything just at one point kind of breaks down and just everybody goes crazy brawling with each other. Um, Garcia got the highlight of the match. He got the pin on Jay Lethal again, um, continuing his underdog story. So pretty excited to see what happens there. Um, so main card, awesome stuff. Um, pre-show, I'll be posting the match results like usual when I do my social media posts. Once I get all this stuff up. Um, so overall, World's End was a great pay-per-view. Great way to cap off an excellent year of shows for AEW. Um, it did what I always say pay-per-view should do is get you invested into seeing where the stories continue next. Um, on AEW Dynamite this Wednesday, we have international champion Orange Cassidy taking on Dante Martin in what will be a good match. And obviously, we're going to get some more fallout from the Devil storyline. It's obviously just beginning. Um, I wonder if MJF's going to take some much well-needed time off to nurse those injuries and just really take a breath after carrying the company, essentially, for the last year plus. Um, I think he will. We'll probably see him in the build-up to Revolution in March. Um, Hopefully he'll be here in Phoenix in February, though. And with that, we are going to open up Mav's toy chest. What you got, buddy? I don't want to do the toys today because they can't see it in in their... Um, and most of them are things that they need to see. Oh, that they need to see? How about I can't explain. How about we describe them for right now? You can describe them and you can talk about them. Like, what do you mean? Like, you can say, like, okay, like, so what's what's this wrestling action figure that you got for Christmas that seems to be one of your favorite toys now? Oh, um, it's The Rock, um, and, um... I forgot which which year he was from, but um, but I got but I got this as a late present from um from dad's um from dad's um friends, and um he also shout out Josh Paul and the kids, and he and The Rock also came with a microphone and a guitar that you could bash over um another player's head. So, for you diehard wrestling fans like me, you wrestling historians out there, I know you guys exist. I'm not the only one. Um, it's a 2003 era rock with the black vest, the black pants. Um, it was a rock concert edition. Rock comes with a guitar, comes with a microphone. Um, the guitar's breakable. Um, the back has two breakable pieces. They're really fragile, but it's it's a really cool idea. Um, I've seen Mav bash us over Drew McIntyre a few times now. Um, it's a really cool toy. Again, thanks to Josh and Paula. Super dope idea. Um, yeah, cool stuff. What else we got here? What's this thing? Um, this is my Spider-Man um, Pez. Pez dispenser? Yeah, and this is going to be the last thing that we're announcing because um, all, the, all the other stuff that I'm going to announce in the next episode is very special. Okay, fair enough. All right, so what do you like about the Spider-Man Pez dispenser? Uh, the guitar just broke. And the guitar just broke. See, exactly what I'm talking about. Live broadcasting, guys. Um, but still pretty cool. Uh, what do you like about the Spider-Man Pez, though? Um, 
I like that um that it literally hand throws me up um candy. <laughs> throws you up candy. And nice. Then I eat. Then it. Then I feel like it, I'm eating it Spider Man's throat. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Because it comes right out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Well, yeah. I guess we're gonna cut the toy chest segment short. Um. Like I said, we had some technical difficulties as far as the camera goes. Um. But I'm sure we'll have that fixed by the next episode. I hope. Um, If not, we'll just roll with the audio segments. I've heard from a few people they prefer that just so they can kind of do other stuff while they're they're listening. And, of course, I have an amazing voice, duh, obviously. Uh, But just to kind of put a bow on things. Wait, hold on, hold on. What? Oh, we're not done yet. I forgot about those. Oh, those? Okay. Psych, we got more toys. These ones right here? Yeah. Saying it like people can see it. And I'm, like, using hand gestures, too. This is great. All right, what do we got here? Um, so I'm gonna do these separate for now. Um, so um, first we've got we've got this um this fry, and he can also has he also has magnets, and he can also connect to other ones because there's other ones, and and speaking of other ones, I've got a little hamburger, and it also has a magnet, and if you guys can hear the magnet connecting just so basically they are they're they're stuffies we call them stuffies stuffed animals it's a hamburger it's an adorable looking hamburger an adorable looking french fry um and they're they're magnetic so they stick together um i forget do you remember who got you this um was it santa claus no it was um cruz and Tessie. oh as cruz and your aunt Tessie and your uncle ryan and your cousin michaela yeah. That's right. Gotcha. You have so many presents, it's hard to keep up, dude. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I guess we'll wrap that up then. You said that was the last toy you wanted to share for now? Um, yes. Yes? Okay. All right. World's End was pretty dope. Um, still kind of stuck on the ending. No disrespect to the to the other wrestlers who performed. Um, there really wasn't a bad match on the card, honestly. It's just everybody was kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with that devil storyline. It was a lot like what the Bloodlines become, where when you see a Roman Reigns match on the card, you just are kind of anticipating it the whole show, just to see what steps are gonna they're gonna take now. Um, yeah, no, it was it was crazy. I just you have to check it out. Once I find the video on social media, I'll be sure to repost it um, or post it on Facebook too, for those of you that don't do the Twitter machine. Um, I think Kevin got into it. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Oh, wait, no, no. But, yeah, after after this episode, I'm thinking the next episode, and I, I really would love to be consistent with it. Um, shout out to all the people who started following me on social media. Um, everybody who, I mean, even if you just view my profile, that's still pretty dope, too. Thanks for taking the time to take a look, um, see what I'm about. Um, but, yeah, we love, I, I love talking about wrestling, trying to get this one into it. Um, after these next couple of months, if he isn't into wrestling, then I don't know what else to do because February 7th, Dynamite and Rampage comes to Phoenix. So we got that March 1st, Glendale gets SmackDown a little far from us, but we'll take it. We'll take a road to WrestleMania episode of SmackDown. If you're not obsessed with wrestling after those two shows, I don't know what to tell you, man. Dad. What? You remember this? Yeah. I don't know where the box is. Oh, we can find it later. I was just put it on the counter. All right. So it's still there. Then All right. And so I'm thinking the next episode is going to be 
Monday for the New Year's edition of Raw. Um, we have world champion Seth Rollins defending against McIntyre. Um, we have Rhea defending the women's world title against Ivy Nile. And I know we have some other stuff. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, we got – Oh, you see, I was wondering about this one. Okay, he's got one more toy. But I can't, I can't pull the trigger on it. Okay. You can't? No, because Why? they're going to sleep. It's not that loud. All right. So it's a Explain spider. Explain what it is first. It's a spider Gwen toy where, where there's like these little web pieces that you put your finger through and you pull on, on the, on her wrist. And then, then once you pull it, then. So I'm saving a grown man from a monster. Nice. All right. And then she kicks. She does kick. That's true. It's a Spider Gwen stuffy, and it's super cool, and I'm jealous, and I might steal it while he's sleeping tonight. <laughs> and you can also take its hood off. Pretty dope, dude. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I will see you slash talk to you guys Monday night for Raw. Um, that's going to be another post show, kind of a quick rundown type thing. Um, thanks to everyone for liking my stuff, spreading the word. Um, that's why I started this whole thing, just because I love wrestling and just seeing how many other people love wrestling too. It's exciting. You know, it's a it's a really tight-knit community with the right people. You know, there's always some bad apples in the bunch who try to ruin it for everybody, but the ones who don't are super cool. You know who you are, um, meeting you through Twitter, through social media, shoot through real life. Um, so, yeah. So I will talk to you guys Monday for Raw, and we'll see, we'll see WWE's response to World's End. No, just kidding. There's no war going on, guys. Let's stop playing. Other than that, I am Zach. This is Mav. And you have been okay. Your name is just Maverick, not Maverico. You've been listening to Wrestling Hour Thoughts. You guys have a great rest of your night. Talk to you soon.